Welcome to Start By Listening, the podcast about sexual harm and trauma. We are centered on educating and empowering our Western Kentucky communities. Our goal is to transform the way we talk about sexual harm and trauma. Transformation begins by listening to understand. We talk so you can listen today and change the world tomorrow. So here we are again. We are back with another Start by Listening. Hello. It's, hello, it's Jennifer, a.k.a. The Friendly Therapist, here with my PIC and co-pilot, Shelly. What's going on? Hello, hello. Well, guys, we are in a different location yet again than the one you just saw last week. Where are we today, Shelby? Oh, that should be a theme. Where in the world are we today? We are at Owensboro Community Technical College with some amazing women who are going to bring a lot of insight into this week's episode. Yes, they are. We are talking about trauma and education this month. And we have the privilege of sitting down with Carrie and Barb and Amy, and they're going to tell us a little bit about who they are and what they do here at Owensville's local community college. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello. 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 Who would like to go first? Well, Amy's and Carrie are point, pointing to they me. They are. They're like, yeah. it's you. It's you. So, yeah. So, my name's Barb Tipmore, and I'm the Director of Counseling here at OCTC. And what we do in the Counseling Center uh, is provide non-clinical counseling to students. We advise students and we also work with students with disabilities and in uh, helping provide them with the class accommodations that they need to be successful. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. We it's have a good time. Fun. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. And my name is Carrie Barnett. I work in the Counseling Center with Barb. Um, I've been there about a year now, so I work in counseling and um, with accessibility services. And I'm Amy Fogel-Stiff, and I'm the Ready to Work Coordinator. Um, the Ready to Work program is a work-study program for single parents who are on government assistance, and I've been doing this position. I've been in this position for 21 years. Wow! So. Carrie, you've been in this department for a year. Mm -hmm. Amy, you've been in this area and field for over 20 years. So actually, I worked in Ready to Work. Okay. Also, okay. I did that for 10 years prior to coming okay. to the Counseling Center. Holy cow, so 11 years. Yeah. Barb, how long have you been in education? Gosh, I don't have enough fingers and toes. Uh, 30, total 30 Two or 33, but I've been at OCTC for 20. Wow, that's a so, lot of wisdom you all bring to this table. Literally, mm -hmm. we are sitting at a table today, like <laughs> you all literally bring a lot of wisdom. My gosh. Well, when Shelby and I first approached you all about doing the podcast and the topic being traumas that you witness in in your community here on campus within students, even, you know, within faculty, uh, staff, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when we had our initial meeting, boy, there was lots of great free-flowing conversation and a lot of just 
eye-opening things that even as a therapist, like I, I don't work in this world, I, I, it would not have crossed my mind. And I'm curious, after Shelby and I left that, I think it was a Thursday or a Friday. Yeah. Um, after we left and we set the date for today, um, what were y'all thinking when you left and you went home? Like, I don't know, just curious. Anything crossed your all's minds or anything about like, I really, when we sit down, this is something I really think the community needs to know. And I know I just asked like four questions in one. <laughs> Those are the best questions, multi-parters. <laughs> true, true. Well, I'm going to open up and say that um, that meeting has been a while and <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> cannot remember what this I was thinking awesome. about. <laughs> Listen, I love this. Let me tell you why I love this. You know, it hurts to laugh. I'm over here. I'm like laughing my ass off. I love this because like all through COVID, I mean, I'm, we are very authentic people. Like you can hear my dog barking and stuff. Like you can hear my husband in the background on a work meeting. Like it is hilarious. So I love the authenticity. It has been a while. I mean, it's been a while. It's totally okay. Totally okay. It's like, wait a minute, you were here? Yes. I mean, you all don't have any notes to refer to. It's all good. It's good. So I'll break the silence and just... I love, I know that nobody can see, like, this is, this is the best part, y'all. So I was staring intently at all three of these beautiful ladies' faces, and the looks on their faces were priceless. It was like, don't look at me, don't call on me, oh my God, what am I supposed to say? What is her name? And it was hilarious. It was great, you guys. Like, it was beautiful. I love how when our nervous systems get, like, Oh no, and I just hit the table and I remember Shelby's like, Don't touch the table. I'm like, oh no. And I was like, Oh, this is beautiful. I mean, this is just in the moment, kind of one of those things. It's just authentic. It's real. So, but I think I'm answering, you know, answering your question when I say what I would like people to know about yeah. you know, our students is that, you know, we're a very diverse group of people our students represent um you know for those who are listening who live in Owensboro Kentucky you know where OCTC is it is a reflection of the community and um every possible type person you know race gender sexual orientation um socioeconomic level mm -hmm they're here at OCTC and they just come in with just so much just uniqueness you know even everybody is so different and what mm -hmm. a honor it is to be able to you know meet with these students and help them in their goals and um, you know just be a part just like a little smidge of their journeys, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's just, it's a great place because of the students and what they bring, their talents, their histories, their, their um, potential. Um, 
it's just that's what we have here at OCTC and it's it, it's the best place it really is it's great I love the campus mm-hmm. I mean it's a beautiful campus mm-hmm. I've always thought that I love the ponds and the geese oh, yeah. I mean I don't know any other campus in this area that has this beautiful nature component built in that there isn't, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but are not the majority of your students that come here like first time, like generation of entering into college? Yes. Yes. That's what I was thinking. Yes. yes. Wow. So yes. lots of, Lots of resilience mm-hmm. and lots of grit. That's a, mm-hmm. a, a buzzword in the mm-hmm. therapy community of overcoming a lot of things and being the first in the family to do a higher level of education and stepping out of that zone, right, and, and into a very different world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hear a lot of I'm the first person in my family mm-hmm. to go to school. And... Uh, it is and it's that's the joy of this job is again Mm -hmm. to be a part of that and what these students are capable of doing so yep capable is a good word because we always heard the phrase education pays and we think of it as a bank account like you get this degree you get this much money you get this degree you get this much money but for some pe- students, for some people who have boundaries in their lives and have um, issues that that burden them more than the next student, mm-hmm. it pays for them. It, it helps them heal, helps them learn how capable they are one semester at a time, maybe just one class at a time. Accomplishing um, Math 50, 150. Math 150 is college algebra. It's mm-hmm the class, it's the math class you have to have for most of the degrees. And a lot of students struggle to pass that class. Mm -hmm. Passing that class is a huge gold star for someone who has a lot on their, in their life. Yeah. A lot in their life. Um, When it might not be hard at all for a high school senior who has two parents at home and lives in a subdivision and all that, Math 150 is just another class, but for a different student who has got a lot of issues going on at home, passing that one class Mm -hmm. will teach them so much about themselves Mm -hmm. and help them realize that if I can do this, I can do anything. Mm -hmm. And maybe they don't have to graduate college. Maybe they don't have to move on and get a bachelor's degree. They have shown that they're capable, if they put their mind to it, of doing, getting that that job yeah. that doesn't require the, the college degree and keeping it and showing up to work every day. Because it's mind over matter in a lot of ways. But then again, if you have a lot of issues, the fact that you have a lot of issues is not your fault. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of helping a student walk through those issues. Mm -hmm. If you got a C in that math 150 and you're beating yourself up because you didn't make an A, it's amazing that you got a C. (laughs) Considering all you've been through in your life and you made a C, you've got to give yourself some kudos. Yeah. 
And if you don't complete college, but you have grown as a person enough to be able to know yourself well enough to know that you can work this job that makes a living wage, a living wage, Mm -hmm. you have education pays. You have grown and learned from just being on this college campus. That's a beautiful way of putting that, Amy. And um, that phrase, education pays, I remember distinctly because when I worked for the Cabinet for Family Services in Louisville, that was the bumper sticker on the back of every state vehicle, along with buckle up, yeah. you know? And I, I'll be honest, like, I never really thought, like, what does that mean? Like, and so here I am 20 years later, and you're saying that exact phrase. And the way that you articulated that, um, I think was just beautiful because... I think there's a sense of grit and resiliency that happens when somebody does something that is way out of their comfort zone, like Math 150. Like, if you put that in front of me today, there's no way I could do that. Like, math was never my strong suit. I never liked it. Love-hate relationship. Um, I only had to take one math in my college career, and I didn't even show up to that class. I didn't. It didn't. And that was at a time when there were three people in my family that passed away within mm-hmm. a month. Right? Yeah. I was taking 21 credits. Oh, my. You know? And I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do this. And I went to the professor, and I was crying. I, was, I think I was like 20, 19? No. 19 or 20. And um, I just told him the story. I said, this is, this is what's happening. I, I, I don't know how to pass your class. I don't even understand what you're talking. I said, why are there word problems in a math class and statistics? So, and he was very kind to me. And he said, you just show up for the final and I'll give you a C. Okay. Yeah. Like that was, that was a very nice man. Right. <laughs> um, did I earn a C? Some might say yes. Some might say no. Right. Depends on if you look at all the barriers I was overcoming at that time. Um, but education does pay. In so many different ways. But it's not just monetary. So, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but this the first thing that comes to my mind, beautiful sentiment, overcoming barriers. Amazing. I love it. Education does pay in that sense. But when I'm thinking of people who are taking college courses and may not necessarily finish with a degree, I think about the debt. And you can't not think about the debt because you pay to take three classes. You never finish. You never get your degree. Yeah, you can write some college on a job application. But how far is that going to get you? And people who are coming who have to overcome barriers such as poverty or maybe the first in their generation to go to school. Now they're in how much debt because they took a few classes. And are they worse off? I mean, I come from... I'm asking this because I come from a very, I I grew up in poverty, Mm -hmm. full disclosure. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, If I didn't get my bachelor's degree and I would have, I got a lot of grants and I got a couple scholarships, but I can't imagine, Mm -hmm. like I still graduated with a lot of debt and I can't imagine Mm -hmm. where I would be if I didn't get my degree still had to work not necessarily a bachelor's level degree job and pay off those student loans. So with the ready to work program, 
what is the financial assistance like and how are you seeing students work through the barrier of college debt? With the Ready to Work program, our students are on government assistance and so they all receive Pell Grants. Mm -hmm. And the Pell Grant covers education 100%. So does it? Well, because I was, we're talking I about an associate's degree at a community college. Associate's degree, okay. Right. At a community college, if a Pell Grant might not cover a hundred percent at a university, yeah. But at our community college, our education, our tuition, our books are very affordable. That's great. And you can take out a loan if you feel like you need to for for life purposes outside of tuition and books. But for the most part, our ready-to-work students, our students who are on government assistance can have their tuition and books paid for fully by, fully with a Pell Grant. That is amazing and that's exactly what I wanted to hear. I'm, I'm glad because that does, that means so much. That means so much to so many people. And the affordability of OCTC is, I mean, it's key and that's why we do have such mm-hmm. a diverse population because it's affordable Mm -hmm. and um, I just lost my train of thought. Um, Comparatively. Well, and we, we do not encourage students to take out loans Mm -hmm. if they don't need them uh, because that is debt. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you're going to have to pay that back. It may not, it may be extended over a certain period of years, but that money is going to have to be paid back. So we do not encourage students to, to take out loans if they don't absolutely have to. So, but, you know, we do um, have students who unfortunately may have uh, lost their financial aid, um, you know, because they may have started here at OCTC out of high school and not, you know, really understood what going to college meant, mm-hmm. may not have done well. And, um, you know, we, we try to, some students have to pay, you know, have to pay out of pocket to attend school. Mm-hmm. Um, but we advise them to utilize our payment plan options. You know, if you can only pay for one class at a time using the payment plan, just take the one class. You know, and um, you know, take just small steps, chip away until you're able to get your financial aid back. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just I, I felt the need to bring that mm-hmm. up because again, the podcast is about trauma, and sure, debt can cause trauma. I mean, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have that financial literacy, if you weren't raised in a household where that was a life skill that was taught. Um, and then you're thrown into the adult world and everyone's from every angle saying, go to college, go to college, go to college. But I like, I like that the affordability, and I'm, I'm glad that that's clearly at the top of your mind, especially in the counseling center. Um, well, also in, in our department, um, anyone who falls below the financial aid guidelines, which is a 2.0, they have to meet with a counselor. So we're meeting with those students to tell them, you know, um, the status of their aid, how it could be affected. So we're meeting with those students each semester to help get them right on the right track so that they don't completely um, lose all of their aid. So that's one step that we do take. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to think back. 
I had to meet with an advisor, I think, every semester just to, like, do my classes or something. I was like, uh, no. And this is way before computers. This is where you stand in line in the gymnasium mm-hmm. at 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, rough times. <laughs> so it really sounds like your department in the counseling center, that you all really come come at this from like like a holistic view. It's like looking at what students are bringing with them when they show up on campus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Understanding uh, what some of those obstacles and barriers might be and then helping them to work through that to the best of your own ability mm-hmm. and referring out mm-hmm. as needed mm-hmm. for those people who might need more than just like the... Um, oh my gosh, academic advising, counseling, mm-hmm. and scholarship counseling, and you're at risk of losing your student aid because of your GPA, you know. So that's really a, a holistic view and kind of um, a safety net. I yeah, like we we do a lot of hand holding and and not and all departments here at OCTC do that. And mm-hmm. it's the culture um, with fa- all faculty and staff is, you know, what can we do to help students be successful? And that, you know, another buzz phrase, meeting the students where they are, mm-hmm. um, you know, to help, to help guide them, you know. So, yes, we, um, we, work with students in the counseling center, our advisees who might be on academic probation, you know, work with them and, and kind of being realistic. And, you know, we have to have some hard discussions about, you know, maybe let's just take a couple of classes this semester and focus on getting your GPA up. Um, and then, um, you know, and we do, we have to know that financial component because the two nowadays work hand in hand. You know, we have to have at least a 2.0 GPA. Our completion rate needs to be at least 67% in order to receive financial aid. And for many students, I mean, for all students, finances are an issue, but, um, you know, that's without finances, they're mm-hmm. not, it's not going to happen oftentimes right. without financial aid. Um, and they may not be able to pay out of pocket, but providing that support too and, and referring students to the other services that we have, our TRIO student support services, our, our tutoring center, um, instructors, you know, for additional information, you know, what can I do to be successful, help me determine, you know, what am I not doing that I should be doing, so on and so forth. So. You know, all we all work together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very much team oriented, and and but yet focusing on what the student needs. And then the college has taken an approach to find what barriers that we can meet as a college together. So there's, like, we have um, a food pantry on the main campus and downtown campus for students to utilize without filling out any paperwork, uh, without making an appointment. They don't have to ask. They just go in and get what they need. Um, and then also. Um, free bus transportation for anyone who is enrolled for that semester. So and they can utilize the bus for any location, not just to come to school and back. 
And when you said safety net, I use that word a lot with my students because the ready to work programs, a work study program for students who are on government assistance. Mm -hmm. And when I tell them, I'll place you at a job and we'll pay you $12 an hour. But the thing about our job is you're not going to get fired just because you didn't show up for this or or because you had an emotional meltdown in the office mm-hmm. or because fill in the blank. We're not going to fire you. We're going to talk to you and train you, maybe place you in a different position. But we have the, the rule three strikes you're out. So mm-hmm. I mean, eventually, if we place you in several, 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 several positions, you will probably be let go. But it takes a very long time yeah. for that to happen. So you start a job in August and you have your daycare is closed for the week of Thanksgiving. Well, obviously, you're not going to be able to come to work for the week. Well, at another job, that could be grounds for being let go. Mm-hmm. Not at our job. We, we have a safety net. We are not going to fire you while you're going to school and learning soft skills in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And it helps you become a better work, uh, a better employee, employee until when you come to graduate, mm-hmm. you're ready. They're ready to hire you. They're, they don't want to let you go. But when we tell you we're not going to fire you, it gives you a, a relief a little bit that this is your job and you can focus on your classes and earn your money. And and just because you're having a hard time balancing everything, you're not going to be fired right off the right off the bat. What kind of positions come with the work study program? Like where are you placing students? We have students at. <laughs> <laughs> so pandemic <laughs> changed everything okay yeah. pandemic changed everything yeah. so before the pandemic we'd have a dozen students at the career center we'd have mm-hmm. students we did have students at the hospital we'd have students at nursing homes mm-hmm. um it's because they're going into nursing we place our students in their field of study okay so that makes sense yeah in their field of study so if they're going into nursing they would go into a nursing home the career center was just great for teaching them how to dress and act appropriately. Mm-hmm. So um, right now we have students. Oh gosh, edit. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are rebuilding from the pandemic, so um, a lot of students are placed on campus right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that we could have like a five-hour conversation about how things were before. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 2020 <laughs> versus now. I mean, and that's just a trauma in and of itself mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. all of us have experienced in different ways. Um, <clears throat> but I, I, that's, I think that's wonderful that this program helps individuals to learn those skills, you know, because um, I think about some of the skills we teach at New Beginnings, we teach people boundaries. We teach people how to say the word no, right? You know, we teach body autonomy. If you don't want a hug, you can say no. There's different levels of no, right? And when people don't have that education, they don't have that knowledge, then they don't know that that's an option. We teach a lot about domestic violence. Because they don't know that you can break the cycle. Mm -hmm. They might have learned in their life the red flags, but Mm -hmm. it takes, you have to dig deeper to learn how to break the the cycle. Yeah. We we teach a lot of financial literacy. Mm -hmm. 
Man, people who are in poverty know how to stretch a buck. So it's kind of embarrassing to think that they need financial literacy, but everybody needs financial literacy. So that's something we focus on, financial literacy, domestic violence, and once they've got those two, they're they're pretty they're getting kind of strong. Mm-hmm. How is that like to see somebody evolve and change? I start calling them my shining stars. I say you're my you're the cream of my crop. You're my shining star. Um, I will tell you. I will I will market you if you want me to, or you just know. You mm-hmm. just know you are, and and then I don't have to. Put too much effort into them because they're taking care of themselves. They're just getting through college and making their money and they're doing just fine. Mm-hmm. It is great to see that. And then when I see them in February, my dad was in the hospital and he was in the hospital for two weeks. And so many of those nurses were my students. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and I would say, Dad, you're in great hands. I know this woman, I know her, and I know she's going to take care of you. Yes. And it was so wonderful to see successful. Um, young women, not young, just women, yeah. um, making a very good living wage as single moms and strong and confident. It was beautiful. Mm. It's a stressful time for my dad being in the hospital, but it was sure. great for me to see <laughs> the staff of the hospital. Oh, that's a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, graduations and, you know, those moments, but graduations are just the best events because you see those students that, you know, you, you worked with and, and thought, no, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. And then they're crossing that, walking that line. And, you know, you hear the cheers from the families. And, um, you know, it's just amazing. You know, I keep going back just to, to be part, just to be part of that. And, and just mm-hmm. in a small way, uh, you know, these students who start out with very little, but then graduate and and just the sky's the limit. It's great to see. You know, as I was walking, and I was sharing with y'all before we started recording, I was walking past this group of young high school, and I think that might have been an electrician class or something. It looked electrical. I don't know. I don't do electricity, but I can't help but think about, like, especially during the pandemic, um, when everything shut down and you think about the individuals that really kept our society going, you know what I mean? Yes. The essential mm-hmm. workers. Yes. And, and when I'm, and I'm not saying that not everybody is essential because we are all essential right. as human beings. However, when you look at nurses, when you look at CNAs, when you look at police, fire, fighter, uh, ambulance, you know, you look at daycare workers, you look at plumbers, electricians. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are the individuals that are kind of like the heartbeat, mm-hmm. like uh, truck driving, because I know you have to get a CDL license mm-hmm. to be able to do that job. Like, there's so many things. And um, as I was walking past, I can't, it, it struck me, I was like, I wonder if somebody had introduced me when I was in high school to a hands-on job and learning. Like, those individuals, education pays, going back to what you said, Amy. Yes, education pays in so many ways. But especially in jobs like plumbing 
and electricity, and I don't know what it's called, so I'm going to call it that, um, mechanics, because yeah. I think that's at the downtown, the southeast, southeast campus. Southeast automotive, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really, like, excellent money. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to take it back to just to women and bring in the feminist perspective. Like, in our city, there is not a female-owned operated plumbing electrician or uh, a mechanic garage and we have been working on that for decades mm-hmm. and if we try was, and try and try pro- to yeah. promote the non-traditional careers for yes. women because when you and i went to college we were told education or nursing mm-hmm. education or nursing you can be a teacher or a nurse mm-hmm. for women right. but at this community mm-hmm. college you can go into any program and nothing is keeping you from it but Many of our women just choose not to go into those programs. I don't know why. We do push it, <laughs> but they just choose not to. Another barrier that women have in fields like this is childcare. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. 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 You yes. can't run a plumbing business and work late hours whenever mm-hmm. you don't have someone to watch your child. Or Very always true. go to school mm-hmm. in the the technical fields, which are less flexible mm-hmm. right yeah. I can you know I can't do those programs online yeah like other programs yeah yes you're there Monday mm-hmm. through Friday mm-hmm. pretty much all day mm-hmm. so nursing mm-hmm. is that way too like yeah. when I went into nursing school I mean I remember they told us and I don't have children so it wasn't an issue for me but um you need a backup you need a backup to your backup and a backup to your backup 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 because you cannot miss mm-hmm. you know that was and that was like 12 years ago so it's still the case it is and I just think if we could remove those barriers for women and really support in the 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 understanding of I'm a mother and I want to learn and be a worker wow wouldn't that just be amazing a simple example of that is I had a student graduate with her degree as an electrician the one and only student in 20 something years. I've only had one st- female student graduate with a degree in electrician, but she could not get a job at one of the plants because you had to be at work at 6.30 in the morning and daycares don't open until 6.30. Mm, wow. That little tiny hiccup is what kept her from b- making the money that electricians make. And if you don't have mom and grandma and aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. if you don't have the support system to watch your kids and the daycares don't open. And my husband's place of business, he has to be at work at 630 in the morning and he doesn't get off till 630 at night. Daycares close before 630 at night. It's we our society is not set up for mm-hmm. women to work equally. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. That's that is a very powerful statement and very true. But it's the women who, it's particularly, you know, in, um, well, let me take a step back. It's the women without partners, right, Mm -hmm. who are driving, Mm -hmm. you know, the world. I mean, not, let me. Again, take another step back. You're going so far around the world. (laughs) But, you know, they're driving the economy. You know, women have kids. They have kids. So what do we expect them to do if they don't have child care? Mm -hmm. They need to pay for their families. They need to pay for housing, food, 
childcare, et cetera, et cetera. So what are we expecting them to do? How do we expect them to do that? Mm. And it's the technical programs, the technical fields that are the good paying jobs mm-hmm. in this area. Oh, they make more money than I do. Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I have a master's degree and hands down, yeah. a plumber is going to make way better money than I will ever hope to make. So we're removing, we're, yep. we're removing that opportunity. Yep. Sorry, but you're not allowed. You're not, you're not part of the club. So we're telling you on paper that this is doable, right? Mm-hmm. But in reality, that is not possible for some women. For some women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, who, who want a family mm-hmm. and who don't have um, a support system at home mm-hmm. or a partner to assist them. Yeah. And the industry is definitely not going to change, is it? No, we realized that during the pandemic, we realized that our education system wasn't just for education for the children. It was a child care center for the parents to go to work. If mm-hmm. you don't, if the school shut down, when then the moms have to all stay home. And it was, it was eye opening for me. I didn't realize yeah. how um, throwaway I was from in this society. The community college went on and I, I worked from home and, and, uh, I, wow, it was really eye-opening that the society, if, if school shut down, women have to stay home. And it was eye-opening for society, but society, since the pandemic, has had the attitude of, okay, we're just going to keep go back to the way things were. Normal. You know, right, quote-unquote normal, and, you know, Anything like this happens again, we'll, we'll, we're just going to do the same thing over and over again, right? Make the same mistake over and over again and not fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad thing is we've gone through this mm-hmm. event that has has led to some positive change. But the hard stuff, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to deal with it. Oh, heck no. It's too, too hard. It it's is. too hard. Too hard. We're just going to, it's like I talk with my clients all the time. It's like, um, we are all wearing capital A's on our chests, and it stands for avoidance. Because we are a society of avoiders. Yes, we are. And so the more we avoid something, we think it's going to make us feel better. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's going to come back at some point in time. Well, yeah, and we're seeing that now, too, especially um, because we're in year three of, what, 20 (laughs) of a pandemic. But when you look at the different areas of society that began to collapse, healthcare, education, you know, we're having children who are not reading at age-appropriate levels, which literacy is huge in the state of Kentucky. Or lack thereof. Right. And how does that then begin to set them up for their future? Because we have educators who are exhausted. I said this on Facebook and I got abused for it. I said, we need to normalize the idea of letting all of our first graders repeat first grade. Mm -hmm. Because they really didn't get kindergarten. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so let's just normalize it. They're not behind. They're not less than the others. Just repeat first grade right now or repeat second grade right now. Everybody gets a gap year mm-hmm. to repeat. Well, the teachers really came at me and said, I did the best I could. I'm like, yeah, under- you absolutely did. I am so sorry. I was not saying that our schools failed. I was just saying that it was such a hardship on us parents to try to teach mm-hmm. our cho- our children at home, you know, and our children and our yeah. children couldn't learn how to read wearing masks and all kinds of things. So yes. let's just normalize yes. the idea that we all need to take a breath mm-hmm. <laughs> and let our children repeat <laughs> without being judged. Because as when I was growing up, if you repeated, it was because you weren't as normal as everyone else. So mm-hmm. I was saying, I was saying, normalize mm-hmm. the fact that these children went through. Trauma, trauma, right? Just normalize it. Parents did too. I mean, I don't, I don't know how my coworkers that have children. I have no idea how they worked from home and took care of their children at the same time. Shonda Grimes or Shonda Rhimes from um, Grey's Anatomy. She says, she said this, uh, and I remember it and, and believe it. You can be a parent and you can be a worker, but you're either going to be a worker or you're going to be a parent. If you're being a worker, you're not being a good parent. And if you're being a good parent, you're not being a good worker. And that was the truth. I didn't want the college to know. But if I was really doing great with my kids, I was not doing my work. And if I was really focusing on my work, my kids were being neglected. I mean, we just, we can't do it both. You can't do them both well. And then we're going to have so much guilt and resentment and such when we look back on it all. Mm -hmm. That's why I think, too, like my motto for the last going on three years has been I slash we are doing the best we can mm-hmm. just across mm-hmm. the board um, and giving if I give myself grace, then that means it is my duty to extend that grace to others as well. And even in those moments where I'm judging because I'm a human being, you know, like I will never forget standing in Kroger's and seeing these people get into a fist fight over toilet paper. Yeah. Like I saw this with my eyes and I'm like, what has society turned into? And in my mind, I'm like, just cut up washcloths and wash them in Clorox. I mean, you know, easy peasy. Right. But I was like, there's the beginning of the pandemic. And then as I've learned about my nervous system and being able to regulate and manage with stress better, I'm like, you know, they're in survival mode. They're doing the best they can mm-hmm. in this moment, doing the best they can. And I realize not everybody is there, and that's okay. Um, but we do need to help each other. And if somebody doesn't have a skill set or doesn't have knowledge, like what's, what is the appropriate attire to wear to the workplace? Mm-hmm. That's right. Because some people really don't know. No, they don't. Yeah. They don't have it. They don't. They don't own you know, it. Old school way they is they don't it. know better, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, but in reality, if you come from poverty, mm-hmm. which probably I would say seventy percent of of our community is impoverished, mm-hmm. if not more, right? And um, let's say that you do shop at Goodwill, which I love Goodwill. I shop there. But what if they don't have a size that you wear? Right. right. Then what do you do? Or mm-hmm. as you can tell, when you go to Walmart or Coles and they don't sell work clothes, mm-hmm. it's all leisure wear, and that's mm-hmm. all they have access to. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not 
the standard that we want in the in in the work the office, but it's all they can have access to. Right. And so we teach and we grow and we empower and we help. I mean, that's the way I kind of mm-hmm. see our job. Mm-hmm. If we want to raise amazing humans, and it doesn't stop at like what eighteen. I mean, my mama had just turned 86. She's still raising me. She'll tell you that right. today. Oh, yeah. She's, I'm still raising you. I was like, leave me alone. Quit telling me what to do. <laughs> but it, it does help when we teach them um, to see the, the, their past, that some mm-hmm. things happened to them. It wasn't all their choice. You're, you're, you're paying for consequences of choices, you of things that didn't, you didn't do yourself. Mm-hmm. But you were born... I'm going to say trailer park. It's judgmental, right? But you were born without as many resources as other people. And your mom had to cook a pot of beans and you didn't have steak. And she felt mm-hmm. stress over that. You love beans, but you didn't know that your mom was feeling so much stress because she could barely pay the rent and barely put food on the table. Mm-hmm. And what did she do with that stress? She might have slapped you. She might have yelled at you. But that was your norm. And you didn't know that what you're growing up in was stress and trauma. That was, you thought you had a happy childhood. You did, you did, but you didn't know that the, that things that were happening to you as a child was. It doesn't have to be a traumatic event. You didn't have to be. Child protection services come to your house. It's just that you had trauma in your life. Mm-hmm. I was in a college dorm room. When I was in college, and I had ten friends sitting in the in the um, in my room, in my room, we we're all hanging out, and I was reading my psychology book, and I read it out loud. It said, 40 percent of women aged twenty years old has have been raped." I said, 40 percent? Can you believe that?" Six of my friends raised their hands and said, "Well, uh, date rape here, date rape here. My uncle did this to me." And I was like, "Why?" I mean, that's what they experienced. And they're moving on. They're going to be successful in college and be just fine. But they had trauma. Over a majority of us have things that we've lived through that we don't claim. Yeah. We, we, our choices are our own, but not so much because of the things that have happened to you in your life affect you. We always say, well, just pull your boot, yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, some people don't have boots. And stop acting like everybody has boots. Yeah, some people do not have any boots. Never have. Mm. I love it. What are you doing pushing that paper you, toward you, me? You've got your third, is it a second co-host? <laughs> I need a third, I need a third PIC. There you go. <laughs> no, not a third. Look, see, I told you I don't do math. I can't PIC. count. The second. Oh my God, this is why I went into therapy. There's three of us. It's close enough. Yeah. I mean, like, there would be three then, so it makes sense. Oh, it's yeah, the anesthesia. It's the anesthesia. <laughs> well, I think that was a beautiful, a beautiful, Ooh. a beautiful sentiment to start wrapping this up. Is there anything at all that you guys would like to? plug or final words before Jennifer and I go into a little bit of fun to shake off all the trauma talk and loosen up the end of the episode. Plugs. <laughs> Pointing to me, a plug. Plugs. Anyone. Well, if anyone in the 
uh, Owensboro area, Davis County area is listening, I'm here to tell you that there is no better, I'm sorry, but there's no better <laughs> place to get started on your education than Owensboro Community and Technical College. It is a great place with a culture of um, acceptance, uh, encouragement, support. Um, it's the best place ever. And that's why I've been here for 20 years. Um, and I'll retire from here whenever that is, but that's a different discussion of, you know, we we're now, our retirement plan is to just keep working. Is that right? <laughs> so, but in any event, it's a great place. And then, um, you know, I had another plug. I'm functioning on like four hours of sleep. So that's one, one of the reasons. Oh, I'm me too. Family, me too. Well, so. I'll, I'll plug. Yeah. If any business or organization would like to have a work study student in their office right. to give them a safety net while they're going to school and we would like to collaborate with the ready to work program, we would be interested in working with you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the, I just remember the other piece is for anyone who's listening is, you know, if, if you are ever at a point in your life where you feel like, you know, I just, I don't know that I can get my education. I don't know. I want to do more. I don't care where, what, what you do, where you go, it's possible. Mm -hmm. The possibilities are endless. You're never to fill in the blank to, you know, get it, get an education and improve your life. So there you go. Love it. Carrie, you have any final thoughts or words? Um, I think they've said it all. <laughs> Those are both uh, very beautiful sentiments. And uh, for reaching out purposes, we will be putting all of your information in the bio for mm -hmm. everyone to check out if they won't like to contact you. Yeah. You know, I can say, um, I've known, Barb, I've known you since I was 14. Amy, right. I think I met you when I was 14. Yes. Carrie, I just met you a month ago, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Uh, we'll talk again in 14 years, but no. Um, <laughs> I mean, the passion that you all have for what you do, that is very evident. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think your students are blessed to have you in their lives because I have no doubt that when they come into your offices, they're going to get your full attention and you're going to help them in whatever way you can. Um, and I mean, That's true. That's true. That's, I mean... I just know that. Mm -hmm. And so the community college is equally blessed to have you guys here. Working. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So thank you for what you did for our community. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your podcast. And thank you mm -hmm. for your podcast. And thank, thank you. New Beginnings. Thank you all for what you do with New Beginnings. Yeah. One of the, the things I've been fortunate to do uh, while at OCTC is have a closer relationship with New Beginnings. You all do fascinating work. Everyone that works at New Beginnings is passionate about what you do, and what you do for the community is fantastic, awesome, and just it's the it's the best place. Thank so you. excellent. Well, well done. I'm partial. I love it there. Excellent. I'm gonna I'm gonna die there and retire from well, there too when I'm like yeah. ninety. So you know, <laughs> I'll have my oxygen tank and my wheelchair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll still be doing therapy. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you know the relationship that we've built with those with new beginnings that OCTC has built with new beginnings is fantastic and just thank you all we appreciate it okay rapid fire questions yes you know what? We can skip it. Are we oh, no. skipping rapid fire? No, I'm questions? just making the transition. A big sigh is a transition with okay. the nervous system. All right. <sighs> We're going to ask you rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Are you ready? Shake it out, Carrie. Shake it out. We just talked about a lot of deep conversation. So now we're just going to have like five minutes of fun. So, number one rapid fire question If you could have any superpower, what would it be? I've, I've, I've answered this question before. My super power would be to take away pain. Ooh. A healer. Emotional and physical, all pain. <laughs> all gone. Beautiful. Love it. Mine's more selfish. Mine would be to be able to do any home repair possible. I like that. I would totally hire you, Barb. <laughs> oh, my God. I would totally hire you. Yes. yes. Love it. So that's it. Can't cook, but I can do home repair. That's that's a necessary skill. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say be in more than one place at one time. Oh yeah, like Hermione when she had that watch and she could be in three classes at one time. Yeah, I would think it would shorten my day if I could do that. Mm -hmm. So I'd have more time to sleep, which I enjoy. Yeah, I feel that. What is your favorite cereal to eat? Wow. I know. Look. Cinnamon Toast you... Crunch. <gasps> Love it. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So good. Golden Grahams and add miniature marshmallows. Ooh, I'll have to try that. I love Golden Grahams, too. Grew up on Golden Grahams. Favorite. Is oatmeal a cereal? Guess what? You get to decide what cereal is. <laughs> so during, it's the, hot. Week, it be during the week, I'm very regimented. It's Raisin Bran. When What's I was a, a kid now, uh, what is that? Cookie Crunch? Oh, oh yeah. 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 Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. Cookie yeah. Crisp. But on the weekend, <laughs> I'll have oatmeal, mm. and I'll put, and it has uh, peanut butter. Yes. And some apple and cinnamon mm-hmm. and maple syrup. Well, I'm doing that tomorrow. Sounds delicious. Okay, Long if you can be any animal in the whole world, what animal would you be? I'd be a kitty cat so I could communicate with my kitty cats. <laughs> Find out what they think. Get your paws on. My spiritual animal is a turtle because I don't run and hide. I just get back in my shell until the, the pain is gone, and then I move forward. They're ugly, but I They're adorable. Oh, they're so you want to pet they're a rabbit. Cute. You don't want to pet a turtle. <laughs> well, I, 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 I pet think turtles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Turtles carry a lot of diseases, though. Oh, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Most animals you're carry diseases. You're so poetic. <laughs> imagery. The imagery. So what's your favorite animal? <laughs> I've always liked elephants. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're big and strong. Mm-hmm. They're kind Very of playful. Intelligent. Very intelligent. Mm-hmm. intelligent mm-hmm. So. Okay, what is your favorite gadget that you cannot live without? Uh, you guys go first. 
I guess it would be my phone. I'm on it more than anything. I can't live without. Well, yeah. we none of us can live without our phones at this point. But what besides that? Gadget. 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 Gotta have a can opener to open my cans. I'm I was <laughs> just thinking can opener. Yeah. Telepathic <laughs> power. You right there. It. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, can't, can't live, live without, without it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's point, not exotic. Buy, it's frozen. Just buy the frozen. Come on. <laughs> There's not enough room in the freezer. That's true. Mm -hmm. Cans are also recyclable. Aluminum is one of That's the only true. closed circuit recycling that we have in America. So it's more, it's better than freezing in the plastic, right? There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what is your ice cream flavor? Mm -hmm. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Classic. <laughs> Caramel praline from Licks. Ooh. Mm, that Licks. sounds delicious. Gosh. They're all, but I'm very partial to anything that has like little Heath bar pieces mm -hmm. in it. I love Heath bars too. Yeah. That's a good one. They have a Heath blizzard, don't they? Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. I haven't been there in a couple of years, but yeah. What is your favorite board game that you like to play? Talk about family trauma. I don't like board games. <laughs> there you go. I play Uno. I don't. I mean, that's, Uno that's, is like my favorite. Yeah, we play all the time. That is the best therapy card game in the world. Let me tell you, <laughs> you can learn a lot about kids <laughs> by playing Uno. Oh. Yeah, categories. I like that one too. Favorite band or musician or whatever your favorite is right now. It can be favorite of all time or favorite right now. I know people go through phases. Okay, I have two different. Okay. Don't judge me. Don't so judge me. my first favorite of all time is going to be Britney Spears. Okay. She is amazing. Yeah. She does love Britney Spears. But my favorite right now is Lizzo. Okay. Oh, yes. Icon. Yeah. What, Barb? I'm just thinking. I, I have to say John Prime. Always. I don't have a favorite. I just, I, I listen to 80s classic rock. Okay. And just the whole genre. The so would that be Toto or Motley Crue? There's a big oh, 80s. Okay, that's <laughs> not, I'm not a big Motley Crue fan. Right. I'm, I'm down with Toto. Give mm -hmm. me some Africa. Mm -hmm. Rush. Rush, yes. Okay. I don't like the hard. No, not the heavy metal. So you metal. like Journey. Yes. Okay, oh, yeah. there we go. Don't there stop we go. Believing. Yes. If you're not <laughs> a metalhead, Barb, I'm, I'm not. shot. <laughs> I'm not. Oh. Give me some Bon Jovi. Okay. Yes. What is the most important thing that you own? I'm going to just say my vehicle gets me here, there, and everywhere. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have a real attachment to things. But probably my bed because I really like to nap. <laughs> I think we're talking important in our society. It has to be my house. Mm. It gives me such equity mm -hmm. and collateral and, and reliability. Mm -hmm. 
We just talked about poverty, hey, for God's sakes. <laughs> We're shaking it off. <laughs> We're supposed to be shaking it off, but boy, I'm such a proud homeowner. <laughs> well, yeah, I am too. I love my home. Yeah. I only asked four, yeah. right? Yeah. Those are the four I asked every time, but I know we usually ask five, and I literally have no idea what my fifth one is. I'm blanking on it, but I'm just going to ask, what's your favorite movie? Coal Miner's Daughter, Rocket. Yes. That is a good Don't even have to think about it. I haven't seen it. I'll check it out now. Loretta Lynn's life story. Beautiful. I don't know who that is. With Tommy Lee Jones. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. She's not from Kentucky. She's from the Pennsylvania. And when you watch it, you'll watch it with different eyes than we will. And you'll watch it. You'll, you'll be like, tell me not to watch oh, it. Watch no, it. Watch yeah. This is a traumatic movie. Yeah. She's going to be like, well, she was just a teenager. I have the DVD. <laughs> okay. Do you need, you need a DVD player? I do. Oh, I mean, I have a PlayStation 4, but it reads DVDs. Okay. So, yes. Favorite movie? I'll take it. I like horror films. Yes. So I don't know if I'm a Freddy fan. I like Freddy, but I don't have a particular favorite one of those. But yeah, I like horror. horror Classic. Love it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. I have to say love actually, because every time it's on, I cannot change the channel. I have not seen that one either. Anything written by Richard Curtis. Okay. I don't know if I've seen that one either. I'll have to check that one. I think it sounds familiar though. I've seen it. I've seen it. I know of it. Okay. I can say that. They, they categorize it as it's a Christmas movie, but it doesn't have to be a Christmas movie. Okay. But when I say, I, just to clarify, when I say I've seen it, because I just said I haven't seen it. Right. Mm-hmm. Just mean I've seen it like on the screen. Mm-hmm. Or, right. But. Last question. What is your go-to beverage in Owensboro, Kentucky? So, water. (laughs) (laughs) Not the Ohio River water. Diet Dr. Pepper and Yingling. Oh. Yingling. Yingling's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Pottstown. Pottsville. Pottsville, Pennsylvania. They just got Yingling down here, didn't they? Where do you find it? It's been a few years. Kroger, yeah. What is Any, is that water? It's beer. It's beer. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Sorry. Sorry. That's like, a Pennsylvania is that beer. Is that yeah. water? What is? <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. It's really smooth. Oh my God, that's hilarious. It's a water. I, I do not drink alcohol. Yeah, I'd rather eat chips. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. Sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a special place, or do you make your own, or do you not? I do not make my own. I have to buy it. So it has to be Milo's sweet tea. <gasps> I love their tea. But it's who, too expensive. Who had your favorite sweet tea before the, before that? Because it's my favorite sweet tea, Carrie, too. you're not supposed to do that to me. Okay, well, my favorite <laughs> sweet tea Dunkin and I went is Dunkin' Donuts. It is good. It is. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for a second. It is good. It's, as long as we bring a big cup of Dunkin' Donuts sweet tea to work, we are happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... 
I can do whatever needs to be done. Just let me sip my, sleep, sip my tea. <laughs> oh, my God. That's true. But I'm, I try to live healthier, so I don't try to drink sweet, sweet tea. And mm-hmm. that's sweet that's tea. That's very sweet, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the diabetes tea. Yeah. Not McDonald's. Oh, no, my I can't, God. Yeah. I can't drink their sweet tea anymore. McDonald's is cough syrup. Yeah. I used to love it as a kid. I haven't drank sweet tea in years and years and years, so I can't remember. But I'll give it half and half. Like I like the uh, the tea at um, Great Harvest. Yeah, and I'll do half the unsweet, half the sweet. It's just like just the right amount. The calisters. Mmm, that is good tea. Yeah, I like that tea. (laughs) We know. (laughs) I have to check out Dunkin' Donuts. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you like really, really sweet tea? Is that what Dunkin' you, you might want to ask You can't even order it like that. Well, I can't because I use the app, uh-huh. and you can't just order sweet tea. You have to put the sugar in yourself. Oh, last time I ordered it, it was sweet. Using the app? No, just okay. in mm-hmm. drive-thru. Okay, drive-thru, you say sweet tea, they give you sweet tea. Mm-hmm. This is great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Hey. Advertising for Dunkin'. Go to the only Dunkin' Donuts in Owensboro, Kentucky, located on Frederick Street, right across from the KWC. Headed out the McDonald's. Just <laughs> We're going to get sued. Yeah. Oh, well, ladies, it was lovely being here with you all today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank I you. enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And as we uh, tell our listeners that some form or fashion, I usually get the words always jumbled, but I always tell them that you can change the world tomorrow just by listening today. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yay, thank you. Well, we've made it to the end of our episode. We want to thank you for listening. We hope you'll take something you heard today and use it to change the world tomorrow. We wanted to thank our music producer, Seth Hedges, from Uriah Wild Media. His website is in the show description. Also, a big shout out to Roddy Newton, our technical advisor. See you next time. This project was supported by grant number VOCA 2020 Green River 26, awarded through the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet by the U.S. Department of Justice. The opinions, findings, conclusions, and recommendations expressed in this program are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Kentucky Justice and Public Safety Cabinet or the U.S. Department of Justice. Thank you.